This is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 35 of Fix Her Up. If this is the first time you're listening to me, you will soon learn that I like things deep. This applies to feelings, intellectual conversations, and nachos. I mean, what can I say? I love nachos. If you've listened to other episodes and have come back again, thank you. What would you like on your nachos? And don't you dare tell me that you're not a nacho person. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who's not a nacho person. For me, the perfect nachos are on a sheet pan. It has to be a sheet pan. Some sort of meat. I prefer ground beef or ground turkey, but you can also do pork or chicken as long as it's seasoned, you know. I want all the chips to evenly distributed on the pan. That's important. And then I want the melty cheese, like the cheese that you get in the jar, not the shredded cheese. Because, I mean, some of the shredded cheese, if you can get a good portion over the chips, could totally work. But then it's not as smooth as the melty cheese, you know? And then I want onions, but I want the onions cooked with the meat because I want those seasoned as well. And then I want some green onions on top. How do you guys feel about beans? I like black beans on my nachos. I don't really like refried beans because I think the refried ones are a little bit heavier on the chip. And I don't want a lot of bean on my chip. I want a lot of meat and I want a lot of cheese and all the other stuff. So that's why I like the black beans because you can like sprinkle them or you can even just put them on the side, you know, and then chopped tomatoes. Like I said, some green onions on the top. Yeah. And then you could do like avocado or guacamole. I prefer guacamole. And some people do olives, right? Like black olives. But I would just do that on the side too. I don't know. Jalapenos for sure. Salsa sour cream on the side for sure. Yeah, I could totally go for some nachos. I could always go for nachos. A couple weeks ago, I was at Dusix, which is a great location in Pilsen. If you've never been, you should go. But a couple of weeks ago, I was there with Beth and Les, and we were discussing nachos. Yeah, like it's always a good discussion too, because, you know, people have different opinions about nachos, for sure. Anyways, every time I talk about nachos, I want them, so I totally want them. There's a place right down the street that has good nachos. So maybe I'll hit that up for dinner. <laughs> Anyways. I digress. I think I'm going to digress a lot in this episode because it's a harder one for me to talk about. So let's get deep. I want to talk about aging parents, but more specifically, I want to talk about right now, my mom's going through a hard time and I'm thinking, is it possible to grieve somebody while they're still here? You know, I don't know. She's been sick, so I've been kind of thinking more about her mortality. Is that terrible or is that natural? I mean, she's older and she's not super healthy, so it's probably natural. But if her memory is going and her body is going, I mean, she's kind of, she's kind of going, right? You know, all of these different versions of her that I knew are going away and she's deteriorating. So I don't know. I don't think I'm grieving what could have been because I'm pretty sure I did that in my thirties. At least I think I did that. But here's the thing. I do kind of feel like there was still some hope for us, you know, 
And I'm sure I've said this before. I'm not trying to be like all Pollyanna about it. I don't have some notion that she'll finally become the mother I never had. That's not what's going through my head. It's more like, I don't think anymore that she's completely ignorant of the type of mother she was. That's not it either. Like ignorance, not the right word. But I don't think she's completely in denial about it. And she's made a couple comments to me that have indicated some sort of reflection on her side. So I don't know. I think that's kind of, that gives me some hope for her soul. And I don't know. You wonder as people are aging and you think about mortality and the mortality of your parents and you just wonder where are they going to go, you know? So I do kind of think about her soul sometimes. I don't know. Maybe that's a little morbid. I don't know. One time Caitlin and I were talking about the fact that I often end up mothering a lot of people in my life. I think I may have even expressed like the desire to have somebody care for me in that way. Not like in a whiny way, like, oh my God, I never had this, you know, but kind of just stating my truth. Anyway, she said something insightful to me. She said, maybe that's what you needed out of this lifetime. You never had a chance to be a mother before, so that's what you chose. And that kind of makes sense to me, you know? Anyways, how do you mourn for somebody while actively trying to provide comfort to them? Part of me thinks that this is my mom's last push, you know, her last hurrah. But Caitlin thinks this is just the beginning of the end. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really believe it's her end though. Like simply the end of this version of her, right? Do you ever think our souls are connected throughout lifetimes? I do. I think we have souls that we travel around with, like our soul family. And I don't think it's a family like 2.2 kids and a dog and a cat and two parents kind of thing, you know? I think it's our family tree. It grows exponentially. And I don't know. Do you believe in soulmates? I do, but I don't think it's always a romantic partnership. I think it can be friends or lovers or parents or even pets, really, you know? And I don't think that we only have one soulmate. I think our souls are compatible with a lot of different souls. Sorry, I digress. I'm digressing again. But the thought of a soul family or a soul tribe is comforting to me. And I think our souls are connected in different iterations of our bodies. I don't know. It helps me think about this kind of stuff when I'm thinking about my mom. I think I'll see her again somewhere else as something else. But I don't know. Maybe next time the lessons won't be as hard, though. Maybe they'll be gentler. That's a nice thought. Painful or not, though, I think I've learned a lot from her. I think I'm still learning a lot from her. Sometimes I worry maybe I'm coming across too robotic about some of this. I don't know. Does that make sense? Just today, my sister told me that I'm more aggressive and assertive when dealing with this kind of stuff that we're learning how to deal with right now with my mom, apparently I'm more professional about it. But a couple of times I find myself trying to explain my callous or I don't know, somewhat impartial or factual, maybe more factual. I'm trying to do it here too. (laughs) 
anyways, I feel the need to always say something about it being a little bit different for me because I didn't have the traditional childhood, you know, AKA raised by wolves. So I find myself explaining a little bit so people don't think I'm a heartless capital C. But I have to stop thinking like that, right? I don't know what that's about. Is that just me trying to get recognition to justify my behavior? Like saying something about it? Or is it me not wanting to be judged by my friends and by society? Maybe I'm looking for some sort of approval about it. Or maybe I'm simply just playing the role for my family since I'm typecast (laughs) as the more um, or the less emotional one. I don't know. I need to work on that. And I mean, in private, I'm much more emotional about it, but I simply don't let many people see that side of me. I don't know. At home, I have baby Gita's soul watching over me, speaking of soul families. But at least at home, I have a safe place to process stuff that's going on, you know? Anyways, I even said something to Leslie and Beth about it in the bar before we saw Joseph at Thalia Hall, which is all the same building as Do Six that I was talking about. If you ever get the chance to see Joseph, I highly recommend. They're awesome. There are three sisters that are awesome at harmonizing. I also recommend Thalia Hall in Pilsen because it's got Thalia Hall and Do Six and then Punch House. Punch House is really cool. It's like a 70s basement with paneling and everything. It's a really cool vibe. So yeah. Anyways, good food. Cannot recommend more. It's great. So anyways, I keep digressing. It's a hard topic I'm trying to avoid over here. Hi, I'm Kylie, and I'm going to present to you a study in humanness. Is that a word? I mean, it should be if it's not a word. But I actually said to both of them that to both Leslie and Beth, sorry, let's get back to the topic. (laughs) I said to both of them that I hope that they don't take my factual way of discussing all this stuff, the stuff that's going on. I hope they don't take it the wrong way and how I'm expressing my feelings and stuff like that. I hope they don't take it as if I'm being flippant or I'm being cold or anything like that. I know Les lost her mom and it was very, very hard for her. And Beth is currently navigating aging with her parents. She's very actively currently doing these things with them. So I don't want to be misunderstood by either of them, but... I mean, that's not what's happening. They both assured me that's not what's happening. But I said it to Tommy Lee too, actually, you know, so I don't know. I guess I do care about what my friends think. So maybe my typecast role for the family be damned, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to maintain compassion for my friends, you know, and for the situations that they went through with their parents and are going through with their parents but also trying to like speak my truth, you know, I don't know. Is that part of the grieving process? Am I thinking, am I probably overthinking this crap? I don't know. Why do I need to follow a process though? Can I just, uh, feel it as it comes? I think I'm probably just going to feel it as it comes, you know, I don't know. I mean, if there was a process, what would that even look like? What would this part be? right? The pre, the pre-show or preparation or 
I feel like there has to be another P word. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to talk myself into it. I think I'm just trying to reassure myself that whatever this beginning grief looks like, it's okay. Right? I guess it's also like there's no timeline. Nothing is linear. I keep saying that. I have to keep reminding myself of that. Nothing is linear. There is no timeline. I did recently meet someone named Shelby while I was with Rico at the Starbucks up the street. And Shelby is a grief counselor. So I for sure want to talk to her and fingers crossed have her on an episode to talk about stuff. But um, that's another example of how the universe is putting people in my life at the exact right time. So I'm going to see my mom soon. And, you know, as I said, she's been sick and she's had a rough couple weeks. It'll be interesting to see how I actually react because she sounds back to where she was before. But um, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of reminded of one time she had a really horrible accident when I was younger. And I remember being really freaked out on the inside, but trying to keep it all calm and collected on the outside. I wonder if that's how I'll be this time. It's probably my go-to. So I don't know. Anyways, thanks so much for listening to episode 35 of Fixer Up. I think I'm going to do a series on aging and grieving while they're still here and random things that I'm learning about this topic. For instance, here's something I learned just last week. When you call 911, but you need it for another town, you tell the operator where you need it and then they confirm where you need it and then they transfer you to that location's 911 system. And then they says, oh, I've got a call from from Chicago and she needs 911 there. I hope you don't have to do that. But in case you ever need to, now you know. Again, thank you for listening to me process through some stuff. If you're in the midst of processing something hard, I hope that hearing me think through all of these things kind of helps, right? If you like this episode, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, tell your friends, and write a review. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my socials are mkylie D. My email is fixerup01 at gmail.com. My voicemail is 773-236-1112. Please check out my website. It's www.fixerup.net. I will have some new socials soon for the podcast specifically. So when I have them, I will share them with you. Please like and follow. So thanks again, Poopich. See you in a couple weeks.